Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Becca Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. It's the 25th anniversary today of yes. the Mecca Shane Madison wrestling his first ever wrestling show so we figured it's symbolic that we have to podcast today and drink apparently and it's episode 90 and we're cracking some cold ones to, to celebrate the cause of shane madison 25 years later and you're getting ready for what you hope will be your best year in the wrestling industry that's right 25 years ago today in warren michigan warren manitoba michigan michigan same thing because there was a <laughs> snowstorm we a, dr- sneeze, a sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. We were driving down the street, <laughs> and then we were like, okay, I'm going to wrestle this match because a lot of people no-showed. I'd been training for three months. You and were ready? I was, I was ready. They wouldn't have put me in if I wasn't ready. But they said, what are we going to call you? And we, and we saw uh, Clyde's Carpets in Detroit. So they called me Flying Freddy Clyde's. Did you fly in the match? I was flying. There I was flying go. high in my red and yellow singlet. I was going to say, I don't remember you being much of a flyer. Hey, I used to hit the Hurricane Rana, some moonsaults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All when that you were stuff. a baby face, when you broke in, you were... Uh, Back in the day. Yeah, you would hit a little bit of that. Yeah, but like, I, then I got smart, and I stopped, and I stopped <laughs> doing that. So became uh, a heel. Yes. And I called today, I called Jeff Kavanaugh, and I said, hey, thank you. Thank you for all that you did for me, because uh, without him, I wouldn't be here. He wrestled, or Jeff Cavanaugh works for TNA, Total Nonstop Action. He does, and we'll have some big news next week well, on TNA. Well, they got TNA. a big, big pay-per-view this past Saturday night. We're not going to talk about that, though. Right. Now, I have to own something right off the get-go of this show. I had a promoter reach out to me and kind of... A little pissy. I didn't think he was pissy. He took liber <laughs> or he took... He Did t- he bust your balls? Selling? He took... Why are you wearing that hat, by the way? Because <laughs> it's cold outside. We've got to put this. Well, we're going to put what? it up on social what media. What are you wearing? What, what do you call that hat? Trapper hat? Trapper hat, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. I got He's got it his at, ears down. I got it at the Grey Cup in Hamilton. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I wore it on the sidelines. It's very special to me. It looks great on you. It's special. Okay. Sorry, I, I interrupted. So the, Continue. This, this promoter hat took issue with some of the things I've said about different things locally, and he said, and he's not wrong... It's very easy for me, mm-hmm. 15 years removed from being, well, 14 years removed from being a booker or a TV producer. Or, and in touch. Well, some would say I'm 14 years <laughs> out of touch. It's very easy for me to say what I would do. It's very easy for me to say what you should do. Very easy. Yeah. But when you practice what Mike Davidson preaches, it doesn't work is what he said. So I invite anybody listening 
Take a lot of time. It's about an hour a week, just a little bit over usually. Listen to what we have said. You might have to, it's 90 episodes in, so you might have to make 90 hours. Make a list of all the things I'm right about. Make a list about the things I'm wrong about. What I realize is that the guys inside the industry of Winnipeg wrestling, mostly, but Canadian professional wrestling, independent wrestling, they have a hard time. Because when they listen and they they listen from a defensive posture, Mm-hmm. They don't listen going, I could probably pick something up here that's going to make me better or smarter. They listen going, he's saying that I'm not doing it right. He's got to be wrong. Mm-hmm. No. Do you realize when I was tasked by an angel investor, he was no angel, Jeff Dick. When I was tasked by Jeff Dick, build a wrestling company that will be built in a studio and make it a broadcast property. Everyone said, Mike is not the guy for that. Oh, if I had what Mike had, I would do it better. I remember that. That was so rampant. Common. Haven't seen anybody do that since. Well, first you need the angel investor. But six months later, when the run was over, thanks to Canadian Revenue Agency, we had syndicated our program throughout the United States. We had built a roster that was impressive. We got the most out of the least. We did everything I could. I didn't even say I could do those things. Mm-hmm. We just got momentum. And during that time, there was a lot of people who said, Mike can't do this. Mike is in over his head. Mike doesn't have a clear vision. But you know who did not say that about Mike Davidson? People that matter? The guys that we brought in who had a resume. Guys like Billy Gunn never said it. Gangrel never said it. Eugene never said it. Bushwhacker Luke, who'd been around five decades at that, four decades at that point, did not say that. Before his untimely passing on television. Exactly, before his TV funeral. Before his TV funeral. (laughs) It was never a case of the, Bob Hawley never said that. Bob Hawley put you over in his book? Yes, I'm not doing that to drop names. I'm doing that because when those guys then would come to me and say, you know, if you thought about doing it this way, this could be better. Now, I'm not the guy who did it all. The roster we assembled did 95% of the lifting. Liam Phillips did an amazing job. Jeff Dick even did a great job by hiring the, the digital people, the marketing people, the guys who could do it. Chad Sokolovich was the guy in charge of syndication. He did an amazing job. But you know what I never, ever did? I never, ever said, well, in theory, that would work. But in practice, it's not practical. I never, ever went into the approach thinking I knew all and I would be right. I went in always thinking today I could learn something new. I went into the office at 7 a.m., 8 at the latest. 7.30 was usually, like I was at my desk early. And I wouldn't leave at 5 o'clock when everyone else did because in the wrestling business, a lot of business is done by email after that. It was nonstop effort. Now, let me say this. In Winnipeg right now, there's a lot of impressive efforts being done by promoters who do not have what I had in 2010. They cannot focus on this as their livelihood. And then there was a few that do. But but there's there are also people who focus, who this is their livelihood, and they rely on a lot of these unreliable people. Yes. So, and there's that. So I think when we talk about, you know, and we're talking, and we're not going to, you know, say who we were talking to, but people can probably figure it out. There's but, more than one, right. actually. But there's like, 
people say, well, we would like to do this, but there's an asterisk here. There's an asterisk here. And there are, there are lots of situations. Yeah, where it's a very theory, fair point he makes. Right. Because you are relying on people who are not reliable. You are relying on people to, when you're running a business, you are re relying on people who are not professional. So there are lots of moving parts that you yeah. wouldn't have in a traditional business. You're also relying on people that you're not like, it's not their livelihood, so they're not going to be reliable. Right. Guys like me and you, we are just wired to be reliable in this business. If we say we're going to do something in this business, it gets done. One of the reasons why I stay on the sidelines is because I don't know if I would commit the time needed to do the things I say would work. But when I say, hey, if you do this, it will work or could work or will make your effort better. It's not that I'm saying your effort sucks. And if you think that, you're taking a defensive posture. Right. It's more about, did you ever think about maybe looking at it from this perspective? Yes. So oftentimes you'll hear us talk about primos and we say, you know, they, here's where they need to improve. Have a lot of news on them this week. And then we talk about CWE and we talk, I've said it straight out about CWE. They are the most profitable wrestling company in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's brought to my attention and it's true. They have run more events than any other promoter probably in North America other than WWE in the last, well, ever yep. since posts territory system. Yep. They do it right for their business model. And then you hear us talk about WPW and what WPW has done is made Winnipeg, the city, their home. It's like their hometown. It's like they're the home team of Winnipeg. It's soccer has the Valor FC, uh, Canadian elite basketball, Canadian basketball, elite league, whatever it is, CEBL. Yep. They have the Winnipeg Sea Bears. The AHL has Manitoba Moose. NHL has Winnipeg Jets. CFL has Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Gold and, Eyes, American Association. Yes, and professional yep. wrestling has WPW. They've kind of become the recognizable brand yep. of sports fans for wrestling in Winnipeg. They've done it well. They created a new fan base, which I've always said, if you aren't striving to create a new fan base... You're going to end up screwed. And found new venues, new, prominent venues. New venues, new profile sponsors. Venues. They've done very well. So if I ever come across negative, and I'm talking now to the fans who listen, what is one thing I always say? If you want to spend your money on a wrestling show, please do it. Do not let me say something that makes you not want to spend a dollar with a wrestling show. Go to as many wrestling shows as you want or as you can. But don't ever think, oh, well, you know, those B-She's guys kind of made it sound like that might not be a credible operation. Because I'm not trying to say any wrestling company isn't credible. I'm trying to say, here's things they could do to enhance it. Just like if I was watching a wrestling talent wrestle a match, I would say, I really liked your performance. But have you ever thought about this? That isn't to say you aren't doing well. It's to say, if you try this, you could probably... You could probably surprise people. There are some talents that we've actually talked about on this show, talked very highly of, that some people think that, hey, have you tried this? Maybe you should try doing some of this because, and some people are, have said that those particular talents, they just don't get it. And they may not. Right. But we, I haven't seen enough of them, the people I say nice things about to. Right. But then they present themselves in a fashion where you and I think, hey, this presentation is something that can be built on. Absolutely. And we can make this work with I, some effort. I remember saying Brendan Cowan was going to be the biggest star locally or should be mm -hmm. because of his look. And everyone called me and said, hey, you might be wrong on this guy. Yep. He hasn't dedicated enough to be a great wrestler. 
And my theory was, well, you should try to inspire him to dedicate more because he's exactly the prototype of what you would need to put on posters to draw. I'm not always right, but I'm mostly right, like 99% <laughs> of the time. So that's, I wanted to start with that because if I, if I make a promoter feel uncomfortable to the point where he's a little unnerved that I talk about his company, that's the wrong point of this. And I explained to him, I said, well, when I watch pro sports and I like, and I love watching the CFL and I love watching the NHL, I love the coverage that TSN and Sportsnet give when they break it down, analysts and experts talking about things yeah. that are going right and wrong. You ever see players go to Elliot Friedman? Why'd you say that about me, man? No, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> like Although he probably gets texts from people saying, why did you, you know, why did you say this about the way we did this? Or let me explain this to you better so you understand it before you go national next week and but, make me look stupid. But he would also be like, I'm reporting on something that has happened. So yes. this is what has happened and this is what we're talking about. So let's, with that as a disclaimer, let's talk local wrestling. And I'm going to start with Primos this week mm-hmm. because they have the they have a big date coming up in Winnipeg. Got some uh, sh- shows coming up in the event center. Yes. And they've got Marty Skrull and Hollywood Haley J. Mm-hmm. They did put the Netflix logo on one of their posters. Of course I saw. they did. <laughs> <laughs> they can't help themselves. But listen, they put some good promos up on their Facebook page. Far mm. better than anything Adam Knight can do. Yes. Marty Marty Skrull had one. I Ho- did see that. Hollywood Haley J had one. I did not see hers. Uh, who's this other guy? Zach Yannick, apparently from Ringside Wrestling so in Saskatchewan. So he's Saskatchewan. He's a young guy, I believe. Young guy. He put up a, a decent promo. So here's where I see that they are. They are in a unique position. Somebody, you know, the guy who told me I had to work on my cadence cadence last week, he, he said to me, I have an idea for primos. So mm-hmm. this is a guy that doesn't follow local wrestling that closely. And from listening to our show, he wants, to, he's more engaged with the primos product. That's a, that's a score for us. What was his idea? He said that they should run a young guns tournament of rookies. And I said, no, people have tried tournaments as their drawing card. You need to have roster depth to have a good yeah. tournament. So they don't have the roster depth. That's what we said. You can't have a bunch of trainees who aren't actually trained yeah. to a tournament. That won't work. In their defense, Zach, uh, Yannick, the guy from Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. he's going to add a, a new flavor into their yeah. recipe, which is good. Very good. Um, with Graham, there's a problem there. And I'm hearing some scuttlebutt. You heard some scuttlebutt. I have. We compared some notes about what we're hearing, that some of their talents starting to get frustrated with the office. That's going to happen when things aren't running smoothly. Last week, I defined it perfectly. If you don't have a vision, it will come across very apparent, very fast. And this is a guy without a clear vision. Now, how far can you build with Marty Skrull? Listener of the show, Ryan, sent a screenshot. He posted on on a Primo's post saying, isn't Marty Skrull canceled? That makes the promoter have to come out and almost condone what the controversy is, right? So what does Graham do? He responds and he says, you know, he's been very professional in our shows and he's a very talented wrestler. Yes, that's the upside. But you have to ignore the downside of why the guy's asking is he canceled. The controversy. Somebody asked that on their Facebook page? Yeah, very loyal fan, Ryan, who who's a guy that would paved about pay to buy tickets a lot. Okay. So how, how would you handle that though? Like, I think that is, I wouldn't book the guy that's got that, that much controversy. But imagine you've got him booked. I think that's how I would handle it. How Graham handled it. To be honest, I would just say he's a good wrestler. He's been very professional. I wouldn't even touch the rest of it. I but, would probably, uh, how would you, I would probably say ignoring the obvious controversy. 
so that I acknowledge it. Right. I'm basing it solely on talent. And because I'm not dealing, this guy has never been charged with any criminal offense. Right. So in the eyes of a greater power than public opinion, I can't judge him. Right. would be sort of my way of standing That's by how you him. go out. And it's interesting. And we'll talk about that when we talk about Chris Jericho and how Chris Jericho could get in front of stuff. Yikes. Sometimes you got to get in front of stuff and that's where Graham could have done that. But that's where he can, but that's where a good leader, which Graham is not, no, which Tony Khan is not. No, that's where you need a good leader to steer that ship. Right. And now we're smooth at dealing with, with the public, the publicity side of wrestling. Right. And now we're hearing, you know, in addition to some of the talent, maybe some people that are helping with some of the direction create creatively in the company, they may be getting a little frustrated with, Oh, Things I, getting overridden yes. or changed. I feel yeah. bad. La- last week I went off about how I would book primos. And that's disrespectful to Billy Blaze who's trying to book primos. The problem is if you're going to book primos, you have to realize that they've got a very, what they would call meddling ownership in pro sports. Yeah. An owner that thinks that they can do it just as good or better. Who's going to tell you, no, I want to do it this way. It's my money. Yeah. And I saw that with Ernie Todd a sure. lot. Uh, I was lucky with John Newen. He never came and said, I want to see this on a show. He might say, make sure this guy's taken care of, yeah. or I don't know why you see this and this guy, but he would never say this is the angle or this is overall. And Jeff Dick was, we, I was blessed with Jeff Dick because he didn't care about wrestling. Yeah, he was hands off. Very hands off. So do you think Billy Blaze gets frustrated at some point and throws up his hands and say, see you later? Cause everyone else has. I don't think that it's a recipe for success for Billy Blaze. Let me ask you this. Tyler James, Moses Luke, what happens when if they get frustrated like Royce and Oz did and so they, they walk? They right now work once a month for ringside in Saskatchewan. There's not a lot of roster space with CWE. And I'm hearing a lot of people are you know, pissed off that they quit CWE to wrestle once a month here. Yeah. So do you think if those guys left, do they have a hope of working anywhere else? Well, I guess they would have to hope for B. She's wrestling to start because I could <laughs> tell you Tyler James would be someone I would consider. Yeah. And if I was CWE's office, I'd be sitting there saying like, there's no reason for us not to consider Tyler James. It may be Moses Luke. Both, now, I think both those guys are, you know, for CWE, if they could grab either of them, you've got two different guys. They're two very different wrestlers too. But I don't think they want to travel on those no. tours. You don't think they'd be, you don't think now... Because I've heard this, I've heard people say this, they're a big fish in a small pond. Do you think those guys would be just another face on any other roster? Yeah. Yes, I do. See, what I would wonder is if there isn't a mutiny cooking where somebody in that locker room is saying, hey, I've got access to a ring. What's stopping us from running our own shows? Somebody said to me, who was it? Papito. <laughs> the great Papito. The great Papito. Misunderstood a post I made this week and thought that I was saying I was going to run a wrestling show. I don't know how he got that impression. He might have listened to episode 89. I don't think he listens. <laughs> and he said, too much, there's too much wrestling. This is amazing coming from him. <laughs> there's too much wrestling right now. He didn't think that when he was showing up on CNWEA the last <laughs> mo- couple months ago. He didn't think that was too much wrestling. All right. Or his untrained son was wrestling. Yeah, he didn't think that was too much wrestling, but the thought of someone qualified coming out and saying, hey, I might run a show. I I don't know where he got that because I did not say that online. He might be saying that. Oh, you know what? It was because I was talking about how I, (laughs) it was the post about me wanting to be a pro soccer player or wrestling. Oh, that was a great Photoshop. Yeah, or booking. And he might've thought I was saying, I'm going to, because I'm not going to be a pro soccer player. I'm going to 
all of a sudden wrestle. I think he's a little hot because he knows his phone won't be ringing if that happened. No, Mike would book That's him. That's not true. In, Mike would in book WFX him. 2010, he did not want to take the call because it was one year after he got beat up by Andrew and, and Team Impact. But we wanted him to be Larry Zabisco's butler. Oh, yeah. That's a true story. He he turned down an offer. Oh, wow. And he, been on television. he would have been featured. It was a feature position. Can you imagine turning down a position on television? Like, well, granted, it didn't run local television, so for local wrestlers, that doesn't matter. Who cares that I would be on TV in Los Angeles? Who cares <laughs> that I would be on TV in New York City? Hey, that, the, the Guerreros were big in Southern California. There yeah. are people who think... <laughs> he that, might draw a number. His, there are his pe- trainer. There are people who think WFX TV didn't matter because you couldn't see it in Winnipeg. Doesn't matter you could see it in New York. Doesn't matter that you could see it in Dallas, Texas. It wasn't on in Winnipeg, and that's where they care about. Oh, okay, so... To summarize for Primos, mm-hmm. it's becoming 11th hour here if what we have heard is true. If the if Once that talent becomes frustrated, you're going to have to have a solution. And they don't respect Graham. No. They laugh at him. They, you should, I don't know this to be true because nobody... I well, know it actually, to be true. Actually, I do know... You I, should see what he pays these guys. It's... I'll tell you off. Write it down on a piece of paper so I can sell. Oh, this is huge. We're we're doing the whole thing where he passes the paper across the desk right now. Well, this is so you can get an authentic reaction. Locally. That's a little heavy. (laughs) Oh. He wrote down a number and a name of a talent. What? That's that's bananas. Oh yeah. That is a little heavy. So I'm saying there's no there's no like professional respect. Right. And, hey, I'm going to do this because I know that this guy's going to run something I can be proud to work. They're soaking these guys for money. They're taking advantage of this guy. And, now, and, and they also, they don't have any other options. It's not like a lot of companies are banging on their door to get them to come work there. So it's like, they have to keep this money mark around. In fairness, look, I, that, look at per, that number. Yeah. Now that wrestler you wrote down, he's going around telling people, yeah, I'm getting that. And I bet you he's embellishing. But it's because if that guy's getting that, I didn't hear that from that guy. What would Mentolo be getting? Oh, you didn't. Oh, I probably, double, probably double that. At least. Yep, I would say double that. At least, like if if Mentolo knows that number and isn't starting his with a three, yeah, and 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 not three zero three <laughs> with two zeros, there's a problem there. Sorry to talk money on our podcast, but I think that's you know what we didn't let much slip. So that okay. number is a legit number. Oh. That's yeah. If that's that's ridiculous. Then if mental is not getting double that, okay, there's a problem. Graham, I don't think you listen, and if you do listen to the podcast, you don't hear it. <laughs> no, listening is comprehending. Hearing, yes. hearing is just hearing. Okay, I, maybe you hear the podcast. He's hearing, he's not listening. But I don't think you listen, and I'm begging you. Yes. Turn off whatever is distracting you right now. Turn off the TV. Turn off. Put your cell phone down. I want you to hear this. Straight out. I, w- I want you to listen. I want it to, I want it to sink in. Shh. Tell the customer you're helping at the store that you'll get back to them. Mustachio, wake up. Here's what you need to do. I saw him on the poster. It is almost too late. It is time for you to develop your, ro- have a vision for your roster. Start treating your wrestlers like you're on a level with them professional. Earn their respect and respect them back and focus on what you want to be your growth in 2024. It's only January. Have a vision. Say to people, here's where we're going to be in March. Here's No one's going to believe you. Here's where we're going to be in June. 
here's where I want to be in December of 2024. And I, and you fit in, you're this puzzle piece that I absolutely need. Question in December, 2024 is Primo's in business. No, they're well, I'm just guessing. I would agree. I think, I think it's been, we've been watching this slippery slope for a little too long. And I don't think he can get it right. And I don't think he, he doesn't have it like, okay. Remember I took over the book for Bobby J in 2001. Yep. By the end of 2001, going into 2002, I had to tell people, believe me enough that Bobby's wrong and what I'm going to build is better. And how I did it is I couldn't just say, hey, I'll pay you better. We didn't pay better. Well, we paid and sometimes Bobby didn't, but it was credibility. It was how I handled myself with every member of the roster. Hey, listen, I may not, you may not like me and I may not like you, but professionally, here's where you fit into the picture. Chris Paris and I never got along that well, but Chris Paris was an important part of the team. Ronnie Attitude and I were very tight. Ronnie Attitude was an important part of the team, but Chris Paris was no less than Ronnie Attitude, who was my buddy. You and I were very tight. It didn't mean I treated you in terms of a wrestler, much better or worse than I treated no. big O or O. I showed up. What do you have for me? And that's what I did. Exactly. So in the case of Mark Merrick or Graham Keem. Player one. Get a, cl- slow down. Think about where you want to be S- for the whole weekend. From now until episode 91 drops, sit there with a book like I've been doing and write down your thoughts of what you want to accomplish and then prioritize three of them and come up with a plan that allows you to get that done. And your talent will respect that you have a vision. No vision, no success. No success, no respect. No respect, no company. That's what you need to know. I hope you listen to that clearly. Okay, so how, how does he get his... Because last week we talked a little bit about this and I mentioned something and we kind of went off on another tangent, but how does he get back his authority? I said ran, a ran, couple random firings. Oh, no. Who'd Who you are you going to fire? I don't know. There, there's, take a look at the roster. No, I think actually... Go, to, go down the roster, look at, look at the guys that are there and look at the guys that are replaceable because no. there are guys that are replaceable. But first, who's going to go work there though? That's the other thing. First thing he has to do is... And I said it was Eric Cannon. Get on the phone with somebody who will trans, or who you can pay trans to to get to come to Winnipeg. First thing you do is you announce to the crew, listen, I've had my fun as player one in the ring. I'm the shits and I know it. I am no longer going to wrestle. <laughs> I don't think he knows. These are all things that are Remember not Remember the happen. first thing I did when I took over the book, I'm not going to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I, I was actually fairly over as a baby face, but to be a good booker, I had to say, hey, I'm focused on the main event guys like putting together the match and helping produce the match. Cause it wasn't just like Vance used to book and, uh, Shane Madison versus TJ Bratz, <laughs> Madison over. That's all he'd tell you. Yeah. Thanks for the direction. Yeah. yeah. Go about 15. And that's exactly how you say it. And I would be like, okay guys, here's, this is what it builds to. Cause you have to tell a guy who's going to be losing. I have a, it's not like, I think you're a lesser person and so I'd go in there and, okay, this is going to lead to this angle or don't worry, you're losing here, but you're going to be going back into this with this. And you got to have conversations with guys. You have to, in, it's all about how you interact with people. But that's the first thing, if I was Graham, what I would do, I am not going to be wrestling. I'm going to be focusing on building the business. He should acknowledge, hey guys, I have, I've kind of screwed up. I haven't done a great job with this. I'm looking to start fresh. I'm looking to try some different things. 
you know, I mean, just basically admitting things haven't been gone so well. So he's tried Billy, him, yeah, he's tried Billy Blaze's Booker, and that's an interesting thing. And maybe Billy's at his breaking point, but let Billy fail or succeed as Booker. Hey, Billy's got the ball. I'm not going to be telling him how to do things. Does he lean on Adam Knight for advice? I wouldn't. In my time of working with Adam Knight, there's been times where Adam Knight was valuable, but it wasn't necessarily for what was going to happen in ring or what was going to happen with the creative end of things. Adam Knight couldn't come to me and tell me, hey, this guy's a good babyface. This guy's a good heel. Let's lead to that program. That was never Adam. With me, that was never Adam Knight's strength. Adam Knight's strength was he was a very, he could move very well for his size and he could either be a, an upper mid card heel or a mid card baby face. And when I say upper mid card, he was nowhere near being a guy you want to build as a main event. And I did use him in a, as a main eventer at times and I never got what I wanted to out right. of that. But I, you might maybe lean on Adam Knight for some credit, like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. I need you to stand, you know, tell guys that you endorse this but I would be very apprehensive to follow his lead. Now there is a guy out there and I don't think you could get him, but, and I don't know that it would work, but Liam Phillips come in and be kind of your booker, but I don't think Liam would even touch this. Uh, he wouldn't have any interest. No, in I just think it's not, it's not to, it's not what he would do. I, I don't know. Rob Stardom's around, but uh, you get, you give Billy the chance to succeed or fail, but let Billy run it. Now let's move on from, Primos. Did we touch on everything with Primos? Primos, that's pretty much it. Four shows we're talking about. Four with shows. We got uh, Mustachio defending his uh, social media title against AJ Sanchez and Zach Yannick in a three-way match. So uh, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling the fact it's a three-way is so it can create a schmoz for Mustachio to keep the belt. Sounds like I don't think I don't think Sanchez is taking the belt, and a out of town guy gets pinned probably. Yeah, but there's, about, there's a guy you can you you know you've brought into Primos to work AJ. There's a guy that could help out your roster right there. Hey AJ, can you help out my roster? Can you help 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 them get better? As far as I know, he's very involved with WPW, and he's running a training camp, which we're going to talk about. But right. The elite yeah, yeah. CWE elite training starts January 27th. Yeah. You'd have to give them a little more money, obviously, but like, Hey, can you get in the ring with these guys and sort of get some of their basics? Yeah. I have a, a feeling better. that he's already doing that. And I have a feeling quite, he's already giving possibly. you as much yeah. as he can. You're going to like, it's, it's not a pretty mess to fix. And every week it no. gets worse. And that's why we started with this is if you're going to fix it, time to roll up the sleeves and smarten the F up now. Yeah. Cause you're running like, it's hard. Like, Hey, listen, I hope every fan who wants to buy a ticket to your show does. Mm -hmm. And anybody who hasn't seen a Primo show, if you, you might want to go see this because sometimes you want to see something, watch it to see if we're wrong. How about that? Yeah. And they booked interesting talent. Like nobody else is booking Hollywood, Haley J or, you know. Nobody on the planet is know, booking Marty Skrull. Nobody on the planet is booking Marty Skrull. <laughs> like not even the National Wrestling Alliance and, is and taking I, and, and I don't blame people for not booking him, but he is getting booked here and he is a talented wrestler. One of the best on the planet. The rest of the stuff, yeah, it's not good. But, but you want to know how a jaw dropper it is? NWA did that cocaine angle on a pay-per-view and, they and still they're won't. not even touching yeah. him. Yeah. So that tells you. Yeah. And this is why you have to ask Graham Keem, what is it you think you're going to get out of this? Do you think, is there a whole bunch of people who love Marty Skrull so much that they will buy his matches in Winnipeg from you on video on demand for $2 a match? And it's, there's hundreds or thousands of them that it justifies the expense. Because you can't, it's not like this guy has enough credibility. He can pick up the phone and say, hey, I wrestled with uh, 
Tyler James in Winnipeg, give this guy a look. Where's he going to give you that shot? Yeah. Well, I think it's more for Graham to kind of mark out and just be like hanging out with because someone who used to be in, in the elite. Right? And somebody who he thinks is a very, and he is a very, very talented sure. wrestler. If I was doing a TV project and there was a way to put Marty Skrull on my TV, I would do it. But if the when the negative outweighs the positive, you got to run away from it. And you know what? There are other guys out there they could use, like say CWE. They have their elite uh, training that's starting on the 27th. They have some good up-and-comers. We got some, I don't know if you guys have noticed, there's uh, a guy who's changed his name recently, formerly known as Mikey Miracle. Remember him? Yep. Yes. Hell of a talent, like probably 15 years ago. He's back, and he's wrestling as the Miracle Jackson Conway. And I know he's looking to get some matches. He's a good talent. Been around a long time. How does he look? Looks great. He yep. hasn't been around for 15 years. He he's 15 years out of touch more than me. Well, yeah, but you know what? He's a he's a bigger guy. He's capable in the ring. He's been down at some of the training sessions. How's his physique? I mean, just like everybody locally, needs some work, yeah. right? But I mean, like, it's not... It's not terrible. No, it's, no. Not, it's not terrible. Like, so I think, you know, he's looking to get more involved. So there's a guy... Maybe you get on the phone with him. Yeah. What I, would it take for you to show up at eight. Primos? Me? Yeah. Knowing that that number's on a piece of paper five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't soak the guy, but it's going to be way more than that number. I'll tell you that, that. Knowing that that number's out there. What What would it take for me to show up at Primos? See, because I thought about that because somebody asked me. They thought I had the itch, judging by what I said last week about booking primos, and I said I they could ne we could never come to a financial ar arrangement. I I can't see a scenario. I'm not even thinking about financial. I I can't see a scenario where I would be intrigued enough to do something there. I don't know who it would be with. That's a, yeah, that's fair, yeah. I don't know. You'd have to have trust in the office too, and I just don't think they could establish that. Right, and and you know, and I've been approached by someone at Primos, and they wanted to do an angle with me, and they had this idea, and I was like, where are we going to do this? Like, we're not going to do it there. Yeah. Because like, I just have no faith in what they're all about. And, like, and that's the thing with me. Like, it's not always about the money. It's about... The professionalism, the company, putting your best foot forward. Like I'm, if I work at a place, I'm signing my name on the dotted line, you yeah. know? Um, it's like endorsing the product. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So big time. I don't, See, I don't think I could do that with Primos, no matter how much they would pay me. What I found interesting is when we talk about Primos and I say things like, if I booked, I would, and people thought I had the itch. I, I would say 5% of the people who listen to the show sent me some sort of message so I'll send the social media some sort of message. Say, hey, are you itching? Are you? What would it take for you to go to Primo's? And I said, I, I just didn't think we'd get to a financial agreement. That's before we even start talking about autonomy and vision. Mm -hmm. Like, where? What is your vision when you call me to want to hire me? And see, for me, I'm opposite. I'm more about vision, yeah, and less about financial because, because I, I don't, don't need to know their vision. They need to know mine, right. and they need to stay out of the way while we implement, right. Right. But the way to get there is how much time am I going to sacrifice to help you? Right. And the thing is, I would have a discussion with them. I would like to hear what they would have to say, you know. I, but I mean, I, I just don't think one, they would, much like you, you would add value. I would add value. Oh, tremendous for you. Like on your part, you'd immediately give them credibility in the in the eyes of the market. That's right. what they need. But but they're they're not smart enough to make that call and the thing is though they have things that are appealing and, and i'm beating this to death what are we at for time 35 Ooh. Ooh. okay i'm gonna you're welcome primos. i'm gonna fast track this 
they have things that appeal to me. A store on Portage Avenue appeals yep. to me. There's things that you can tie into that store. Great presentation. Yes. Good equipment. Yes. If he was to say, I'm going to handle the the nuts and bolts back end of making sure the show looks right, making sure we have the venue, making sure the ring gets there, making sure the business end is there. That's perfect. Now fix the wrestling end. That's what he hasn't been able to identify is his shortcoming. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the answers. I put my ass out on the line though. Everyone who has answers, I put it in a podcast and if people don't agree, they don't listen. And that's what we risk. That's where we'll leave it at Primo's. If you want to fix it, the time to fix it is now. If you want to be in business in December of 2024, start doing the right things in January. Um, WPW has the sellout coming up this, this Thursday night, right? Not this Thursday, the Next following Thursday. Thursday. 10 days. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, sold out at the West End Cultural Center. Good luck to them. They, how many sellouts is this? I think they sell out 95% of the tickets they put on sale. I think every show has been a sellout with the exception of the Burt. The Burt is the exception. I'm sure the mu- the museums. They, I don't think they've ever not sold out the West End Cultural Center. No, they've never not sold out the West End for sure. So they have they have sold more than ninety of their capacity of their tickets. Ninety seven or ninety eight percent of their tickets are sold. Yes. God, I would love to be in that situation. Congratulations to them. Great job, guys. Yeah, uh, you can't get a ticket to West End Cultural Center a week from Thursday, but. Uh, Pay attention because they will put more tickets on sale and you will want to get those. Uh, When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, we've talked about Graham, the local version of Tony Khan. Now let's talk about the real deal. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. This is the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, and you are listening to the Bees She's Wrestling. In eight days of ticket sales, <laughs> AEW in Winnipeg has sold 43. Oh my gosh. It's more than five a day. Wow. That brings them to a total of 2,392. Last year, March 15th, 2023, they sold, they had 7,000, just over, just under 7,100 in the building. They're about one third of the way there. It is. It's not looking good. Not looking good. And most of their four tickets, two for ones and stuff like yeah, that. Most of their tickets last year were sold in the first week. This time people have made a choice to wait and they messed up the market last year when they got, when they thought, okay, if we do this, we can get to eight and they started to discount too heavily. People heard, yeah. last time they were here, their, every fan that wanted to see AEW was in that building, 7,100. But then, pe- there you go, Ooh, celebratory yeah. 25-year anniversary yep. beer. Cheers, boys. All right. But last year, they heard 
Okay. All right, one more. They heard. <laughs> getting dreams. <laughs> Last year, those people heard that guy sat, sitting next to them. They'd pay 120 for a ticket or 90 for a ticket. The guy next to him sitting there for 40. And it or guys like us, zero. Yeah. Well, yes, but we had hookups. So here's what I think. Well, hold on. Before you, before you offer your thoughts, what about that article? Was that you who sent that article to us this week in the chat? What's the article? On the guy who was writing about AEW, how he wants to like AEW. That was Chris that, sent that. I sent that, yeah. yeah. Did you guys read that? Yeah, yeah was... Tr Toronto Batman, who's a social influencer, he does a Batman gimmick on, he's also on Facebook, he's also a big wrestling fan. He wrote a really good- Yep, uh, great take. That we're going to share on our social media. About how bad he wanted to like yeah. AEW. I want to love AEW. So do I. And how tribalistic the fans are too. If you say anything negative, you're useless. I watched the pay-per-view. I went what? back and watched the pay-per-view and I watched the Swerve Hangman match. How good was it? Good? Which, which? The Swerve Hangman? Pay-per-view. The pay-per-view, I, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, Moxley Kingston was good. The finish for MJF and- uh, Joe? Joe was like the crowd, <laughs> his hands Just dropped three times. because they couldn't believe. Yeah. They're like, what? That's Nobody believed Samoa Joe yeah, yeah. was the next champion. Hey, he's got a big match coming up with Hook coming up. This would Dynamite. be like when Stan Stasiak ended Pedro Morales' title reign. Or when Ivan Kolov surprised Bruno. People didn't believe it. And... Brand new belt for Joe. You've got to get your... You got to get something hot. Now I watched a segment. I sent it to you. It was the gun club or it was the bullet club and the, uh, bullet club gold <laughs> and, Excuse me. uh, Billy and, um, help me out here. Colton, Colton and uh, Austin with yeah. Renee Paquette. Yeah. And then Billy and the, um, the acclaimed, acclaimed, acclaimed come into screen. Yep. And I thought it was comical. It was entertaining. They can do stuff like that. That's not going to draw you the business. You nope. need to turn it around. You need something hot. Now, Swerve? Is yeah. he the guy? He's hot. I think he's, I personally think he's the guy. Joe is a yeah. heel champion right now. Yeah, but he's got Hook coming up on Dynamite. Yeah. They've teased, you know, Hangman still in the mix. Swerve. I hope they don't do like a three-way so revolution. Well, if you're the booker right now, you should know what baby face is ready. You should always have the baby face ready. That's easy to it do. It should be Swerve winning the championship at all in in Wembley. That's what it should be. So you're waiting eight months? Yep. Yep. That's what I would With do. With Samoa Joe on top? No. I, I think you do it. I think you wait. Really? Okay. I think you wait. I don't want to say, oh, I know how to fix this, but here's how I would fix it. I would have done a, I would have done a, a legitimate press conference. I don't know what they're allowed to do with Will Ospreay right now. Nothing. Nothing. They can't do video segments. They can't talk about Well, him. they can, but his contract is is not up until January 31st. So you can't hype him? Yeah, they, they they still talk about him. Yeah, well, what I would have done is an actual press conference of him signing the contract and him to an addressed panel yeah. outlining why he signed, what he hopes to accomplish, why he is one of the best in the world and why coming to this organization is important. Treat it like a pro athlete, a, a main, main free agent has chosen you. So you think... Osprey should win the championship at all in, which would actually, I think so, would, which would be better. I yeah. outlined exactly how you bring Osprey in slowly, get him to the point where when he wins the title, it's an ascension to the throne as opposed to it's his turn. It should be something where he earned that spot. But hold on, Joe, if he's a transitional champion and a lot of people like Joe, cause he like, honestly, when he gets in the ring, he's a legitimate badass monster heel kicks, 
kicks the crap out of you. His stuff is believable. His promos are good. He is getting a little long in the tooth, like we talked about. But if you if it's not Joe, who takes it from him in the interim so for Osprey or Swerve? Eight hundred and twenty thousand people watch this show every week. Joe isn't going to get you to nine. He might get you to seven fifty because he may not maintain the eight twenty. That's why he's a terrible heavyweight champion. So I would have like, what do you do? They're stuck. That's because the no vision. Yep. I had no vision when MJF was sputtering as champion because you had no vision when he got the title. But you don't think they could get Joe Hot? No. Giving the he's zero. A, he's a monster heel. He's exactly what you always talk about. A monster heel that a white meat baby face can chase and be in jeopardy. Every time somebody's in the ring with Smojo, they're in jeopardy, in my opinion. What if they do? What if their vision is Osprey is crowned at all in in Wembley Stadium? That's the if you finish go line. with Joe. That far, you will be. Ha- there will be six hundred thousand people watching your show in the summer when you're trying to get your extension. No, zero. Like I just don't think. I don't think Samojo has the ability to grow your audience. So you almost. This think- isn't like Vader and Sting, Chris. This would be Samoa Joe has an appeal with Ring of Honor, graduated Ring of Honor fans who love that brand in two thousand and five. Those are the hardcores of all elite. They're not even the all elite base. They're just the hardcores of all elite. They're going to watch no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to get so so you want to put the title on somebody who will right now I move the numbers immediately. I, not immediately, but you for gotta, that television You better renewal. be thinking about March and April. For if you wait, if you right now I look at Samoa Joe as a holding pattern, right? And he's not the guy you're going to get your extension on. This isn't like when Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and you had all that hype five years ago and, and Warner Brothers signed on. They have now seen you at a million. They've seen you at 900,000. And now they see you consistently at 820. Do they want 820? Not with a raise. There's no raise at eight. Well, there, there might be an extension at 820, but it might not be a good extension. Yeah. So you have to have the plan right now. If you're not thinking about what you can do to get hot today, now that's why they might get desperate and shotgun to Osprey. I believe, much like you just said, get him to to Wembley to win the title in front of his home country, mm-hmm. and he can do that as a babyface or a heel. So you you can transition Joe to the next guy, but you should have a dream match. I think Danielson's the guy right now who could be your best champion. If he's is he healthy? No, no. Okay. Who's healthy? Omega's not healthy and MJF isn't. I don't think Danielson can maintain his health long enough to be a champion anymore. What if they did like a thing where they put it on Sting? He's retiring in a month. I know, but if they put it on, you know, I mean. Again, you're holding pattern to holding pattern. Yeah. You got to get the title on some. See, they may not look at Samoa Joe as a holding pattern, but I don't think in November they were sitting there going, okay, we're going to transition to Joe. I bet you Joe is the champion by the time we get to Wembley. I don't think he's going to be a one and done. I think he's got that title for a while. Then Tony Khan is a terrible booker who has no hope. But great on Twitter. <laughs> now, <laughs> good, good, good segue. I like it. This is he why you released here. a tweet this, <laughs> this week. This is why you're here. How he, dumb is and, he? And our listeners all know what the tweet was. He ripped on Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Getting it. Getting a title match. 
getting a title match uh, against Seth Rollins. And which is rich Tony questioning booking. Yeah. <laughs> Considering that and, and records too, by the way, the guy who said we're going to be a sports base is going to be all about records. And now they just job everybody. Considering out. how, how well Jinder did when he announced or when the rock came out. So why are you sitting there going, he's not a compelling enough character. That was the right time to have him have a title match. Jinder's a good talent. People just are and stupid. Triple H knows the value of Jinder. Jinder. Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> Ginger Mahal. Uh, it's like Takata. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. Takata. The value. Very soon. Internationally of Mahal is huge. So, and H knows that. So, I think that was the dumbest tweet ever. And when you are having such a terrible run of your own with, you don't have momentum, you have negative momentum. It is pushing backwards right now for you. Do not, do not even mention how well the other company is doing. Don't mention them at all. Because you might've got a whole bunch of people to watch it. He's just an idiot. Coke eh? doesn't mention Pepsi. Did you see? Uh, Coke is the wrong word to mention <laughs> when talking about Tony Khan. That's by true. The way. Did yeah. you see the USA Network chirp Tony Khan? No. They asked him what the cage match rating was on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and, then, and then someone, I saw somebody post it. They go, who is running the USA Network Twitter account? They are on fire. <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> okay, so back, so good. back to Samoa Joe. If you go with him too long, you might be kissing goodbye your extension. Remember, I believe they put Samoa Joe over for the Ring of Honor title at the time where they were trying to get Ring of Honor a TV deal. And that, that, didn't pay any dividend. It's not really fair though to, well, no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm wrong. You're I was, trying to, yeah. didn't they put the belt on Jericho for a, a brief period? Yeah, they had it, had, weren't they trying to the put, RH belt on yeah, him for a minute? weren't they trying to create a whole bunch of illusion oh, of star yeah. power yeah, that's right. for Ring of Honor right around the time they were trying to get a TV deal you're, on that? Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, I guess I, you're not going to be seeing Jericho doing too much nowadays. We're going to talk about that. But, <laughs> so you and I tried an exercise and we failed, both of us. We tried to go through the All Elite roster and say who we'd keep in fire. And we let's be clear. We, we started went with to, an alphabetical list. We went to Wikipedia and we went through their whole roster and we got to C. I got to, I got to the first of D, <laughs> Danhausen, who didn't make my cut. And so we can safely say 75% of their roster you could easily get rid of, basically. Yes. And by C, I was at number 19 I would keep, and the list of who I would get rid of was longer. Like Big Bill. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't keep Big Bill. I, I would. I would keep him, but I would, not be, I would not call him Big Bill. That's a stupid name. Yeah. Was Action Andretti on your keep list? I would keep, keep. Action Andretti, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a yeah. keep. Wow. Because he's got he's he's like the little kids would like him. He's yeah, like but a, your problem is going to be you got too much roster depth. But remember, I watched the program. Yeah, so well, I is that your way of saying yes, I don't? You don't watch the program. <laughs> it's your way of saying I watch the program. Sure, but you have to understand. You have five hours of TV, and if you have a hundred wrestlers, you can't feature anybody. No, I think you got to really cut it down. You could, I mean, we could you could start by cutting it in half. Try to get to thirty-five wrestlers because you can feature yeah. seventeen of them. Yeah, and then you got to get five over. That's what you got to do. Once you yeah. start getting into 50, 100, 120, WCW had Lanny Poffo under contract. Nobody ever saw him on TV. <laughs> do, do they then turn, like if they go to the 35, do they then turn ROH into a development or do they keep doing what they're doing? You pretend you've never heard of Ring of Honor and stop running shows called Ring well, of Honor. That's definitely not going to happen. But yeah, I, I agree. Because they're, they're besmirching the name. The they're not name. besmirching. You know, I'll tell you, and you and I argued about this. We did. Several months ago. 
it got stupid for this company when they said the word trios. Yeah. And it's been downhill since. Go back to the basics. Heavyweight, tag team, secondary, and a woman's title. How about Continental Triple Crown title? I wouldn't go there. How about, what's Orange Cassidy's title? The British Commonwealth? No. No, the international title? The international title. Yeah, it used to be the Atlantic, mid-Atlantic title or whatever. I don't know. What do they do? Heavyweight, secondary, you can even call it the secondary title. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Then you have a tag team and you have women's. Do and maybe you might want to do something with an with a light heavyweight or something. Yeah. yeah. But do not when you start saying, well, trios. And we're going to have two sets of trios and we're going to have two we're going to have a TNT and a, and well, there's going to be women's too, I'm sure. There'll yeah. be a women's trios like the, uh, trios I know you don't like it, but I ROH originally when they did trios did it right. When, no. it, when it was not owned by Tony Khan, their trios division was great. Isn't Marty tri- Skrull was the uh, guy we just talked about was huge in the trios division. Isn't trios like a Spanish kind of yeah, connotation? It's a, it, it's a Mexican wrestling. Tri- so it's lucha wh- libre. So why can't you just call it the six man tag team titles? Because that's Dallas, Texas. That's WCCW. Well, so what would you call it? Everybody wants something different. It's the same way WCW called it the cruiserweight and WWE called it light heavyweight. It was just you know and cruiserweight was better, right? way better. But I would go back to six-man tag, but even then I wouldn't do it. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Anyway. Speaking of ridiculous. The triple threat tag Let's talk Chris Jericho. But hold on. Before we get there, how about Sting's last match is going to be a tag team match? That is Darby Allen against the Young Bucks. That's what it's looking like for Revolution. Now, I understand why they put him in a tag match because the guy's 64 years old. You want to protect him. Don't overexpose him. Just have him hit a few things. But is that the match, the last match you want to see Sting in? No. Would you put him in a tag or would you put him in a protected singles match? Protected singles. Who is That's around who's still like... Don't say Ric Flair. No. <laughs> I think what you would do... You could barely move on Dynamite this week. What I would have them Looks do... awful. See, the best send-off I ever saw was Flair Michaels. That's the best send-off I ever saw in wrestling. You knew it was Flair's last moment. The story was epic. You're not going to create that with the Young Bucks and Sting. Yeah, like who who do you bring in to be the, the protected? Yeah, I don't know if you have to bring in anyone. But who do you have as his protected one-on-one match? I would do Edge and Christian against... Uh, oh, you would do a tag. Edge and Christian against Darby and Sting. How about Goldberg? Goldberg no, Sting. Goldberg will murder him. Goldberg Sting? No. I'm just throwing stuff out mm-hmm. there. That's I, fair. You know what I would if do? For a one-on-one match, yeah. who would you put? I like, would do... Of that WCW... No. You know what I would do? Icons versus... Hogan. I would do Icons. I would do... Christian and Edge, who don't like each other, teaming up because they're gonna. This is going to be the night they end the legacy of Sting. Edge and Sting would have been a great angle. You know what would have been, been good? Yeah, that would have been good. You know what would have been good? And I just thought of it. We're gonna talk about it. Chris Jericho and Sting. That also could have worked. Yeah, that could have worked. But we know that ain't if you happening. could have got a singles match out of Sting, that would have been good enough. I think Jericho could have icon done it. against icon. He's yep. yeah. Jericho's still like he's on the he's on the edge, but he's still good enough that he could carry that off yep. with Sting. The problem, yep. Chris Jericho's got a problem right now. Oh yeah, and it's a bad one. And he he just he's the executive producer of Deathmatch, the Tony Candelo tour. That the yeah yep. And he's his job is to get them American credibility and to make it more marketable. And it's at the worst time. I don't know the story. I'm going to be very honest. All I know is there's a big movement to cancel him because he's been a dick to too many people. There's two stories that are out there. Let's there's, hear. There's the Kylie Ray story. Yep. Yep. The alleged 
Kylie Ray story. That he, and what I will tell you what the alleged story is, is that he, in a power imbalance as a top guy in the company, wanted to pursue her romantically or, or maybe sexually. I'm not sure. And she ended up leaving the company on her own accord. When she was about to be pushed as the top baby face well, female. There's some layers to that too. Like did, did he not, or did she not, she either got summoned or he either went to a hotel room. That's I the story. I can't talk. Yeah. About he doesn't want so, to talk about what he, but that, that doesn't tell ma- us what you've that's heard. A, that's I know, the, I know exactly what happened. Yeah, that's I told there. you guys exactly I know, what happened four years the ago. The same reason you don't want to tell, I don't want to say. Right. Cause so we're not, we, not we, to mention if we have details wrong, the last thing we want to be doing is eating. We don't want to look like the Philadelphia Flyer podcaster who made yes. it sound like Kevin Adams talked this young yeah. phenom into not playing for the organization, got called out by the coach. We oh, have the yeah. details, but you're not going to get them here. But the second alleged incident yeah. was with MVP. Yeah, I don't think that's alleged. Knocked, I think that's on the cruise. Right. <laughs> January 2020 on the Jericho cruise. Yeah. See, that won't get him canceled. No. He was an a-hole and the guy held him physically accountable. But did you see what happened on Dynamite last week? No. So... Because you didn't watch the show. Ease up. Ease up. <laughs> so what happened was, so Sammy Guevara. Send me a link. I'll watch. Sammy Guevara's wrestling uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. That's, yeah, that was a good match. And then Big Bill runs in. Schmoz. Great name. Bit, great name. Creative. And then Jericho's music hits. Now they are in Jacksonville. And Jericho's music hits. The booze. Well, the booze, but they kept the music on like New Jack. And then they put Jericho in the crowd brawling and high-fiving all the fans in the crowd while the music continued to play in an attempt to... Create an to optical illusion. Drown out over. the booze. Right, to drown out the booze. Okay, so regardless of the booze, here's how... Chris, this is a big problem. Here's how Chris Jericho should have handled this right when the story started to percolate three or four weeks ago. And by the way, at World's End, that pay-per-view, noticeable. That's yeah. I watched the pay-per-view. Yeah. He Every time he tagged in, he got... Food. Okay. And the match was all screwed up. Half the guys didn't know what to do. Take it away from the take it away from the naysayers. Come out and say, as an adult male, I made a I made a pass. Hey, listen, I'm married. That's and make it I'm a bad husband, and that's what I'm accounting for. But I made a pass at a coworker who I did not consider to be beneath me in a power structure. That's what he would have had to and now I sound like I'm he could creating s- a defense for he, he could say it, but it's it doesn't matter what he says. It does it doesn't matter get it if you out, say, get it, it out there. Yeah, I know, but, but here's it, the but problem. that's that's what's gonna be the problem. They're gonna say it doesn't matter if you didn't think it was a power imbalance, it was a power imbalance. See, but here's the problem with AEW compared to WWE. In WWE, because they book to the masses, they don't have all these nerds online. Yeah. All that they do is read web websites and dirt sheets and online and getting all the backstage details. They still have a concentration of that, but they have but, a dilution because they have mainstream fans exactly. who just love the TV yes. show. Now, AEW caters toward that hardcore, smart Because their owner is one. Mark, right? So now all those Jabrons are online and they know about all this stuff. So those 2,000 fans that are in there, they're all about, you know... You know, she and they and them and yeah, pronouns yeah. and like all this stuff, right. right? And 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 they don't want to see someone like Kylie Ray allegedly victimized, victimized, taken advantage of. So now they're going to come out and lash out at Jericho, who 
because he didn't get ahead of this, because Tony Khan didn't get ahead of this, that's what's happening. In WWE, you'd get a smattering of it. It would be washed away by the masses. And this is, of course, after they would have done their own investigation, probably taken them off television for several months. AEW, they're not smart enough to do that. And that's where we are. So he had two choices. One, go away and hope it dies down like Vince did when it came out that he was in all kinds of hot water. Didn't do that. The other option is get in front of it, have Jericho put him out there in front of the wrestle media after pay-per-view and him say, yeah, I want to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. There's a story. I made an advance. She shot me down. I didn't get anywhere with it. I'm a terrible husband because my wife is mad about it. I, and I don't like admitting I struck out, but I struck out and I probably shouldn't have done it with a coworker. That sucks. And if you guys yeah. don't like it, go, you know what? Go write this, go F yourselves and turn heel the next day and let those boos work in your favor. And then, and then do an angle where you're trying to be a trashy ladies, man. You could have changed the dynamic by Chris Jericho, putting himself out there and letting Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez ask the question to him, say, I wish you didn't ask that. Here's the story. I made my move. She shot me down. She chose to quit because she thought her job was going to be affected. I would never have affected her job. We never had an opportunity to, to see that. And it sucks. I would have loved to have worked with her. Yeah. And you know who hates wrestling the most out of anybody? Wrestling fans. Oh yeah. They love to hate. Yep. They love to screw it up. Remember when Cody started AEW? Crowd loved him. Yep. At and the end, turned. what happened? Turned hard. When Jericho came there? Love cre- Credibility. They loved him. And now what's happening this is not going to end well for him. No, I, I, I don't think there's. I don't think he could have gotten in front of it. I don't think there's any way you can get in he front won't. of it once it gets moving and once it starts getting press inches. Then sponsors get involved, and that's the problem. This is going to be very bad. He won't get in front of it. And well, he can't now. I don't think he could. Now everything yeah. looks like a reaction. If he had gone after the pay per view instead of Tony Khan having to answer the Chris Jericho NDA question, if he had <laughs> gone in front of the, if he had gone in front of the the media and said. Hit me with your best shot and then admitted he didn't, I wish you didn't answer that question or I wish you didn't ask that question. Let me offer you my best answer and offer an answer. Yeah. At least then let's wash it. That's better than not no answer. Before you say that, let's debate. Okay. Donald Trump still has a huge following in the United States because he doesn't, he doesn't let the cancel culture push him around. He's, but Donald Trump is... Likely di- to win the next election. Different story altogether. Different story altogether. Because, because he's he, not dependent on sponsors? Be, ex- well, number one, yeah, he's not dependent on sponsors. He's got a niche audience, which is the Republicans, who are going to ride or die with him. Doesn't matter what he does. Yes. Not even Republicans anymore. No. They're Donald Trump Th- Republicans. Yeah, that's true. They're not... Yeah, I should <laughs> I should, should preface it. Republican wanna, was once a proud... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Sorry to tie pol- politics No, it's okay. This. Go ahead. But I believe full-heartedly that Donald... If Chris Jericho wanted to double down... He just needs to take a page out of Donald Trump's playbook. And the only problem would be is if Warner Brothers well, Discovery, if Warner Brothers Discovery does, doesn't go with it. His wife was at the in- insurrection. Yeah, so. no, he's a, he's a Trump supporter. So, yeah. I mean, maybe he is taking a page out of Trump's. Obviously, he's being told you can't double down on this. You can't, you can't turn no. heel on this. No, I don't yeah. just. But I, that's yeah. why I'm going to tell you. There is a big, in the world right now, there's a big, we got to cancel this guy for doing this. And then there's the other side that's saying, nope, 
People make but, mistakes. But who's AEW's fans? That's a good question. It's the, the AEW fans are you. the ones that are doing the canceling. Yep. But wrestling fans as a giant whole, they're not the type to cancel. I agree. I agree. But we're not really even talking about that. We're ta- the AEW fans are the ones that Mech was just talking about. The ones on the message board. The ones that are hot. Yeah, this might be our best debate and discussion ever. I hope it's going to be bad for Chris Jericho. Yeah. I'm not saying that Jer- what yeah. Jericho did was right. No, I'm, of course I'm not. a firm believer. With coworkers, don't do it. Yeah, I think his Even, career is going to be over. I, that's what I think too. I think he'll be done. I think that and too, when, and it's a shame. And when, no, and no WWE Hall of Fame, and no that de- bad. Yep, I think it's going to be like that. You think it's going to be that? I think there'll be a Hall of Fame, but I mean, like maybe ten years after retirement. I don't know, boys. I'm 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 astonished. Let's go to the mailbag. Right. Welcome. You've got mail. Two questions in the mailbag this week. As always, you can get them on by going to our social media and uh, sending us a direct message. Slide into the DMs, comment on a post, uh, send us an audio question. Mike loves the audio questions. Oh, yes. And I got to mention, we have a world-famous Palomino Club gift card, $50. We're awarding tonight to loyal listener, Brad Sarna. Yes. Thank you so much, Brad. The Mecca Shane Madison will connect with you to get you your gift card. Thanks, partner. Yeah. Drink it all at once. How do how do we win those cards? Well, you can submit a question. In this case, provide us with research material from the nineteen eighties. <laughs> exactly. Get get research. Get in contact with us. We want to hear from you. Totalbeeshes at gmail.com and then of course all the social media. Be medias. a super fan. We'll gladly do that. And I have a quick update. Oh, my mm. aunt Elizabeth added to my Ca- Canadian Cancer Society fundraiser in the month of January. I've walked pretty close to fifty kilometers already. I've raised fifty dollars. Elizabeth. Yeah. If you would like. <laughs> <laughs> to add to my fundraising goal, it goes directly to the Canadian Cancer Society. And uh, I didn't think I was going to get to $50. I knew I'd get to 50 kilometers and I were, I'm pretty close to that. So, Well, you know, I will say, I yeah. commend you on that because my mother, as you guys know, was just diagnosed last month with stage four yeah. ovarian cancer. And the outcome is not good. She no. begins chemotherapy today. Yeah. So I'll be spending six hours with her while she does that. So it's not a good situation. It's been pretty tough. So um, make sure you put that link up because I will gladly uh, donate some money to that. We're pulling so, for your mom to a great uh, cause. come yep. through chemo well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. First question in the mailbag coming from Elliot. Elliot. Who was your childhood women's wrestling crush? All right. Good go question. First, Chris. You want me to go first? Oh, I knew you were going to make me go first. I, I didn't have one. Okay. Um... Probably, I'm gonna go with Lita. When Lita came in with Sa Rios, I thought she was the hottest I woman was in wrestling I've ever seen. Yeah, so that wouldn't okay. count for me. Yeah, you want to go next, or you want me to go? I'll go. Okay, so I got. I'm gonna have a few. I'm, yeah. There's a few things that stick out in my head. I'm gonna go, Missy Hyatt. Uh-huh. Yeah, hold on. I'll give. I'll give you an event, listeners out there. You can research this. Missy Hyatt, Fall Brawl '93. All right. Check it I'm out. Gonna 14, write that down. I was 14 years old. That counts. Medusa. Oh. Beach Blast. Oh, yeah. The 92. Yeah. Check it out. My all-time favorite, Sunny. Yep. SummerSlam. That should have been mine, yeah. SummerSlam 97. Oh, I was already 18. Check out her outfit. She still has the outfit. I have confirmed she still has the outfit. Is she wearing it at... In jail? <laughs> no, I, th- I don't think. I think it's more of an orange outfit you have to wear. Right. Oh, yeah. And then... Wearing it underneath. Just trying to think. And there are so many really attractive, good-looking women in the business right now. But 
I'm just too old. And I, could be childhood. Their, I could be their parents, so I'm okay. just going to leave that one. You didn't one. say Miss Elizabeth. No, I was never a no. Miss Elizabeth. See, I'm, uh, I'm big on, I'm a big dental hygiene person. And she, and she always had it. like crooked teeth. Did and, she? Yeah, she did. Well, that's paying a lot of attention. I pay very close attention. He does. I, okay. I dumped the girl because she didn't paint her toenails okay, one day. Okay, so. Did you know that? Is it, it, it's in the, we, we, we were going to dig her into name, that. Listen, her name started with an A. No. no. Okay. Okay. V. V. Oh, I know who. Oh. Oh. She had an accent? No. Oh, then I don't know. Okay, next. Well, it's V. It's got to be Victoria. Oh, I guess I got to give you my answer. Oh, yes. Yeah, why are you saying next? Victoria, the Russian. Remember the Russian? That's where I no, was going. No, it wasn't her, though. Uh, I would say this. Um, I liked... Believe it or not, I went through a phase where Sherry Martel looked good to me. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, she, yeah. she, did. yeah, that was like a, a avocado thing for me. One week it would be ripe, next week uh, that's a rotten avocado. She yeah. just had that like kind of like that skanky yeah. kind of yeah. 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 I I I'm into that. Yeah, I, I could get behind that. Yeah, I, Miss Elizabeth didn't make my list. Missy Hyatt did, mm-hmm. and um, Sunny. Your your former I was you know, in, wife. Well, because she got into WWE, I knew that she was in Smoky in '94, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and I it didn't do anything because I only saw stills in the magazine. Right, and then in '95, she was Tamara Murphy. Tamara Murphy, and I thought she was cute. I was 16, but by the time I really developed a crush on her, I was an 18 year old. Does that count as childhood crush? Sure. Okay, so, so then yeah. she we'll, would we'll, make we'll, it. We'll keep it up to 18. She I liked her better than Sable. Yeah, me too. She would make it. Beulah McGillicuddy might might have made oh. it from ECW. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Um, and in my twenties, Stacy Keebler was definitely mm. piping. I mean, Sable would be on the list too. No, I guess she didn't do me. it for me. She's yeah. a little too over the like too much. Too done yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and then I even liked Ivory back then. Ivory was a favorite. Ivory looked great. She was older, but yeah. she looked great. I'm trying to think of somebody I might be missing. One of the from original the Glow Girls, by the way, Dawn Marie. No, from the early 90s, mid-90s. See, there, there's another one that would be on my list. Don Marie. Yeah. I've got oh, so many. Great body. Yeah. yeah. Mid-90s? Early 90s, like woman didn't do it for me in WCW. Yeah. Uh, no. I have to think about it. That's a great question. Yeah, it is a really yeah, good question. Leaves me a little stumped, but definitely. D- DDP's ex-wife. Uh, Kimberly Page. Kimberly Page. Page. Yeah. Kimberly, 97. That, that I still have that Playboy. Yeah, I was thinking that, that may be for you because 90s. Um, all right, moving on. We've uh, fantasized enough. <laughs> Darren asks, what is your favorite Royal Rumble match ever? Uh, he's talking okay. about the whole pay-per-view, not just the match. So, Okay. Which uh, one does Ted DiBiase walk by as Marty Jannetty? Seem, or who's exiting? Somebody's exiting and Ted DiBiase comes out. Oh, um, I, I think know it's that Marty. One. It might be Tito or Marty Jannetty is wa- going out after being tossed as DiBiase comes out. I know Ric Flair was coming out in 92 Yeah, he, DiBiase was going out. Yeah, yeah, he crossed paths with, I remember that, he crossed paths with yeah. DiBiase. Yeah. Um, go first. Oh, man. Oh, the, the my favorite, man, I would have to go back and say, I'm going to go, a lot of people would say 92 when Flair won it. But I'm going to go 91 because Hogan won it. They had the Rockers and Orient Express. They had the Ultimate Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter. They had some really good matches. That was the first time they ever did the Rumble on a Saturday night in Miami. Um, I don't know. I just liked 91. 91 was pretty star-studded, great show. Um, I'm going 91. Who won in 93? Yokozuna. That was the first year when the winner and he eliminated Savage. Yes, because Savage went for a pin. Could you imagine the 
Duh. If Savage had gone to Mania against Hart in '93, how good that match would have been. There was t- there was talk about Warrior and Flair in the main event for WrestleMania Nine. If you remember that, before Flair went back to WWE and, and Super Brawl, Warrior got fired. Yep. So and Backlund, Backlund was in the mix too at that time. I I chose Weird. '93 '93 for, reference. for so, Yoko. Uh, yes, Yo, uh, you no know, Yoko was on the undercard for '93. Uh, nope. Did Yoko wins. Did he? Yep. Bret Hart and Razor Ramon for the WWE no, Championship. No, it wasn't 93, uh, Bret and Lex. 94. No, that was 94. 94, okay, Tied. yeah. 94 then, I'm going Does Michaels win in 95? Yeah, but 90, that was when yeah. it was every 30 seconds. Which no, one, every one-minute entrance. Dick Murdoch was in 95? Yeah. That's my favorite one because if you watch it closely, every time Dick Murdoch, who had a reputation of screwing Battle <laughs> Royal finishes by tossing the supposed winner, every time Dick Murdoch goes after Shawn Michaels, Lex Luger cuts him off. <laughs> oh, that's I amazing. I think somebody clued in Luger, oh, yeah. make sure you protect Michaels. Yeah. There's an Easter egg. You need to go back and watch it. Watch that. it. There's at least three times where Murdoch goes at Michaels 95. and Lex Luger is right there stopping it. And that was also Diesel defending the WWE Championship against Bret Hart. Great yep. match. Razor Ramon, IRS, Intercontinental title. So yeah, that was a good show too. Yep, there you go, 95. All right, those are our questions. Again, get your questions by sending this to us on our social media page. I want to hear what's happening in the Be She's Wrestling Event Center. This uh, is your Be She's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, January 19th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Duncan. Friday, January 19th, Thrash Wrestling is in Kamloops. Friday, January 19th, All-Star Wrestling is in Maple Ridge. Friday, January 19th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Langford. Saturday, January 20th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Nanaimo. Saturday, January 20th, Thrash Wrestling is in Kelowna. Saturday, January 20th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Victoria for two shows. We move to Alberta. Friday, January 19th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Okotoks. Friday, January 19th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. Saturday, January 20th, Monster Pro Wrestling is in Fort McMurray. Saturday, January 20th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Radway. Saturday, January 20th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Calgary. And Sunday, January 21st, Love Wrestling is in Edmonton. Finally, we shift to Manitoba. Friday, January 19th, Primo's Wrestling is in Ashern. Saturday, January 20th, Primo's Wrestling is in Winnipeg. Sunday, January 21st, Primo's Wrestling is in Swan River. And Monday, January 22nd, Primo's Wrestling is in Wabowden. All these shows feature the villain, Marty Skrull, and Hollywood, Haley J. And that has been your BG's Wrestling Event Center. 17 events. Clearly, promoters are back from their winter, their Christmas holidays. That might be a record, I think, for the Event Center. I love it. Good work there, Mecca Shane Madison. Um, quick note. TNA and now or uh, unveiled new championships. Yes, very nice. I like all four. Well, the digital, the X, the tag, the heavyweight, heavyweight. the women's knockouts. The X division title. Everybody in TNA calls that the mustache title because if you look on the very bottom of the belt, it's got like a little yeah. thing that looks like a little curved mustache. So cool. They're calling that the mustache title. I did tell TNA the belts look great, but. 
They look very similar. I would have tried to maybe make them a little bit different, but I do like the fact on some of the side plates, the side plates have that six-sided side plate paying homage to to the the six-sided ring. They have the Anthem um, patch on there. So, yeah, they're very good. And we are going to have some... Big news next week on I TNA can't believe Wrestling. What you've told me, if Huge that's news. true, I can't believe my ears. Tune in next week. Uh, last thing I'm going to say is NWA Women's Champion, former champion Camille, yes, likely going to WWE. I think that's going to be a great score for her. And nothing new on the Sasha Banks front, but she's going to everyone. Meltzer believes she's going to debut on AEW any day. But now. what about Mandy Rose? Been gone for over a year. Could we see her in the Royal Rumble? I'm hearing a few things. Also, Tama Tonga, never Ooh. open champion in New Japan. Apparently, he's on his way out. He's had some discussions with WWE, so we could be seeing some more faces coming to WWE, which is clearly firing on all cylinders as we head into WrestleMania season. And with that, I got nothing left to say. Enjoy your week. <laughs> <laughs>